God bless you, everyone, and welcome to the Resurrection Center live stream. We're so grateful and thankful that you are able to join us tonight here during our Wednesday night Bible sessions. And I'm excited for what God is going to give all of you guys tonight and excited for what God has done for you during this time of change. I don't call it a time of a pandemic because it brings fear. So I like to use the word time of change because it's a changing process. Um, the one thing that I, I, I want to talk about today is blessings and cherishing your blessings. The title of the message is that exactly, to cherish your blessings. So let's go into the book of Ephesians. We're going to go to chapter 1, and we're going to go through verses 3 through 14. Again, that's Ephesians chapter 1. Uh, verses 3 through 14. And the word of God says, Praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. For he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight, in love he predestined us to be adopted through Jesus Christ for himself, according to his favor and will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he favored us with in the beloved. We have redemption in him through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will, according to to his good pleasure that he planned for him, in him, for the administration of the days of fulfillment. I want to go, I want to, I want to stop there for a second and go to Ephesians 1, 3 again. And this, this, this beginning verse struck me and it, and it, and it, and it, and it it's made such an impact to me. Praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessings in the heavens. Paul begins this with thanksgiving and praise, describing the benefits that Jesus we that we get through Jesus Christ. So when we do everything with thanksgiving, knowing that God has blessed us, right? Like our lives are so blessed and we sometimes forget about it. We wake up in the morning and that moment that you wake up is like, wow, Holy Spirit, I'm blessed to just be alive, to breathe, to look, to be able to smell. Like the most minute things we forget about and we complain about the other things. I, I, I try not to complain as much as I used to and I, I thank God that he has taking me. I have a lot of work to do still. But man, like to really think about it, think about all the things that you complain about in a day and then do that measuring cup where you weigh what is good and what is bad. What did you thank God for that is good in your life? And what did you complain about to God that is bad in your life? What measures out? How, how, how does that measure out? And I'm trying to think of that more and more each day so I can have a better outlook. I 
speak to a few people early in the morning where I attend my job and you know there's this one person that always that always we always talk and we have this like this great I don't I don't want to call it a pep talk but it is a pep talk and in the morning we start off our morning with like man if people could just think how we think and I remember she said to me she said you know Chris there's I knew there was a reason why we get on the same page and she goes we're just thankful we're so thankful for everything and we don't complain even though there could be an issue we don't complain about the issue we just okay there's an issue let's deal with it how are we going to deal with it instead of complaining about the issue that's at hand and when those conversations happen it, it it's uplifting i don't know if you guys ever had those conversations with people that it's so uplifting and you're like man there's really people out there that are like me there's really people even though they might not serve god there's still people that are out there that have that heart that wants to give and when i think about all those blessings when i think about all those things that god has given me it's like i i sometimes cry because man like i'm so ungrateful i am so ungrateful for sometimes for the things in life that i don't that i take for granted and i don't thank god for that he has blessed me with so let's continue on and and i want to move forward to proceed on Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5 again and that verse reads he predestined us to be adopted through Jesus Christ for himself according to his favor and will predestination concerns the blessings that they are intended for that we would become adopted sons and daughters to enjoy the rights and all the privileges of being Jesus's child. And that's like that's a very powerful statement when it says he predestined us to be adopted through Jesus Christ for himself according to his favor and will. Meaning God has adopted us as his children. God has taken us under his wings and said, "I'm going to look after you every single day." When I when I read this, I was like, "Man, I fell short." because I sometimes don't don't even say God thank you for just covering me. I thank God for all the other things, but sometimes I fall short and I say, "You know what? I haven't thanked God today for just covering me from all the bad things that could have come my way." And when I have that realization, I used to get down on myself and get really hard on myself, and then that's what the enemy wants because once you get down on yourself, once you get hard on yourself, you forget the blessings and then you fall into that complaining spirit. And then you just forget about all the things that God has done for you and you focus on that one little minute thing that you forgot about. That that really you know, it it doesn't really play a big factor of your day where if you just were to focus on what God has blessed you with, give him that thanks, give him that praise, I mean those three alone is is powerful. So there are so many blessings in your life that we both have and we're going to go through three ways of the blessing. And the first one is blessing others. Blessing others. And this is not in any order that is specific. It's just the three that God gave me. The first one is blessing others which could be with your kindness, your love, 
and your calling. Your calling is very important to other people's lives. Whether we think it or not, we're all called for a purpose and a plan. And we don't want to focus on just the material things of blessings others with. I mean, that's great. If people want to, you know, give a cup of coffee, take somebody out for dinner, that's a fantastic blessing. But there's so many different variables to blessing others. It could be with your presence, with your attention, with communication. Just a simple talk. I mean, I, I sometimes do take that for granted as well. It's like, man, people take the opportunity to talk to me on a daily basis, and they're blessing me with the words that they're inspiring me with. So, again, blessing others is the first one. It could be with your kindness, your love, your calling. And when God showed me your calling, it's because your calling could change somebody's life. Whether you're a prophet, a teacher, a pastor, whatever your calling is, you could bless somebody with just your calling alone. When you move forward in what God has blessed you with, and I'll emphasize blessings a lot, that that blessing of your calling could uplift somebody who's broken and down on the floor to just be encouraged and motivated to go forward and be that person that God has intended them to be. So let's go to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. Verses 3 and 4. Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Meaning, don't be selfish. Don't be so conceited and don't have that, that, that attitude of, oh, okay, it's working for me, but it, that's all that matters. Oh, this mic sounds good to me, but how does it sound to you? Oh, it don't matter. I, it sounds good to me. I don't care what anybody else says. We have to take other people's feelings in account. That's, and that's a blessing in itself. When you take other people's feelings and emotions into account... Then you have a perspective of what they're going through. Meaning, that saying, you don't know what someone's going through till you walk in their shoes. You have to literally, in that moment when you're talking to somebody, come to an understanding of what they're going through. And if you can't, pray to God in that moment and say, hey, Holy Spirit, guide me to talk to this person and understand where they're at right now. Because people all over this world, you, me, everyone in this room who's watching, we're all in different stages. We all have different levels of emotions. We all have different thing, triggers that make us mad, upset, sad, happy. So if you're going through something, that moment when you're having that interaction could be a make or break moment for that individual that you're trying to talk to. Because someone could have that relationship. With, if you have a relationship with someone and you know someone, it's different. Because you, then you have the understanding of how, how far you can take that. I don't want to say aggressiveness, but that sternness and the authority to work with them. But if you don't know who the person is, that's where you have to just be, okay, this person's telling me this. They're telling me they're going through this. I don't know if it's true, if it's not, but let me just try to understand them. Let me try to put myself in their shoes. Let me just, even though I have never gone through it before, let me just have that sympathy and compassion to understand what they're going through in that moment. So, 
putting ourselves aside for that very moment and saying, you know what? I want to give you my full attention. Because that could be a make or break moment for that individual that you're talking to. So the second one is receiving the blessing. Now, so we have the first one, blessing others. Now we're going to go to receiving the blessing. And I had a hard time with this when I started my faith and when I started the walk with God because I never liked to receive stuff. I always liked to give. So what would happen is, is people would want to bless me. I don't know if this happened to you, but people would want to bless me. And you're like, oh, no, 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 thank you. No, thank you. Nope, I don't want that. Are you sure? Yeah, 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 I'm good, I'm good. I, don't, I, I, I got, no, no, I got plenty of that at home. If it's a gallon of milk or something, even though you know that you don't have a gallon of milk at home, that, and that's prideful. That's pride. Pride will seep in when, so, okay, look how powerful this is. Someone's trying to bless you. That moment you have a make or break moment with yourself. You receive it or you don't receive it, but that will show your character. And then your character, I mean, it's just a total ripple effect. So, receive. I mean, obviously, don't take advantage of, but receive the blessing. If someone's going to bless you, receive it. Receive it, unless it's coming from a bad source. And the Holy Spirit will knock on your door and say, hey, this is not of God. You'll have that feeling. And I know many of people that they have been given what is considered a blessing, and, and God will always warn. God will always warn. God warned this individual not to receive it. It will come as a disguise. This person received it, and it was the downfall. And it, and, it, and it hurts because when you see stuff like that, it's like, man, like, why you just want to take people by the throat and shake them. And like, don't you understand what God has for you? Don't you understand that God cares about you, but you, you, you're negligent to his voice? So, receive, receive, and receive. So, you have blessing others, receiving the blessing. And the third one, this one's key, is preparing for the blessing. And this one is, like, very simple. All you have to do, especially if you prayed for something, pray in faith. Pray in faith. When you have a request... When you have a prayer, God hears everything that you say. God hears everything that you pray. God hears the things that you don't say that's in your mind. And I came to conclusions with myself that if, I'm, if I want to receive a blessing and I pray for it, I have to then act on it. I can't just sit back and say, oh, God, okay, I'm going to get comfortable, kick my feet up, and expect the blessing to fall in front of me. That's not going to happen. Unless it's literally God destined it for that to happen. But if you get negligent on praying and believing in what your blessing is, that's why when I tell people and they say, oh, I prayed for this, I prayed for that, I said, well, then what did you do after it? Because what you do after you pray is key. If you don't follow up with God and say, hey, hey I prayed for this. How are we doing? Where are we at? How's everything going with that? What am I doing wrong that I'm not getting it? God, help me, correct me in the areas that I need to be corrected in so that I can receive this blessing. If it's a wife, it's a children, a husband, house, 
pastors preach it plenty of times. How can God give you a house if your finances are all out of whack? So we have to be praying in faith to prepare for our blessing. So we shouldn't take our blessings for granted. Our blessings can do one or two things. It can make us or break us, meaning it can destroy us. Because if we take our blessing that God has given us and use it for ourselves, not for the kingdom, that's where the downhill ripple effect takes place. Because if you have a blessing, if God has given you a calling, and then you manipulate it to then use it for your advantage for the people, what good is it? First, it has to hit the heavens, and then the heavens will, it'll be like that. I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't want to say that lightning effect, but then, you know, you, you guys know what I'm talking about. It'll be that, it's like a, a it's like that ripple effect and ping pong illusion where, all right, God, let me do it for you so that way you can then impact the people through me. So, I want, I want to, I want to go forward. But I just don't want to leave. I don't want to leave the. I don't want. I don't want to leave that out. We don't want the blessing to destroy us because the blessing, we gotta cherish it. It's just like your testimony. You gotta, you gotta cherish your testimony. You gotta cherish your character. You gotta protect it. Protect your blessing. Protect your blessing at all costs. So let's go back to Ephesians chapter one, and we'll go to verses three and four. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. And it reads, Praise be to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. This scripture, these two scriptures, they're telling us, that we're already blessed. We already have the blessing of God. What are we going to do with it? Like I said, are we going to use it for our advantage? Or are we going to use it for the advantage of the kingdom? Because what we're really here for, guys, is to bring the kingdom to her. We're here to bring Jesus Christ forward to the people out there during these times that people are panicking and saying, hey, there is a God. There is someone who cares about you. And you're that living example for those people out there who are broken, hurt, destroyed, and impacted by what the world is giving them. You guys are the ones, we're the ones, all Christians in this world are the ones, to bring forth the gospel to say, hey, God loves you. We'll be rejected? Yes. Will we, will we be maybe spit in our face? Yes. These are the times that we're living in. It's only getting worse. But we're the ones that are going to make these times greater for everyone out there because we're the living representation of Jesus Christ for today to bring this message forward to people to help inspire, impact, and bless others. So let's go to the three bonus blessings. The three bonus blessings is, and I'll break it down like this. You have the tremendous blessing, you have the greatest blessing, and then you have the ultimate blessing. So, what is the tremendous blessing? We'll go to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. 
Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. And it reads, We have redemption in him through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. Now, this is the tremendous blessing. Why? We should really take this blessing seriously. We should honor it and protect it. We are blessed by his blood that was spilt on Calvary, right? Because it says we have redemption in him through his blood. So that already right there is stating that we are blessed by his blood that he was crucified by. So what is the greatest blessing? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11. That reads, We have also received an inheritance in him, predestined according to the purpose of the one who works out everything in agreement with the decision of his will. This is the greatest blessing. Why? Because the inheritance here is the eternal inheritance, which is where? In heaven. So, like it says, we also have received an inheritance in it. We have that inheritance in him. Predestined, what is predestined mean? That it's already, it's already set forth. You're already going to do it. You're already going to go there. It's already going to happen. We have to make the decision, but it's going to happen. And then it says, according to the purpose of the one who works out everything in agreement with the decision of whose will? His will, not my will. Not by what I want to do. I'm not going to go to heaven because of what I want. I'm going to go to heaven because I'm saved by God. Because if I do what I know Jesus has called me to do, every single one of us, we just follow that path. Follow the path of righteousness. Follow the path that will lead you to where? To where God wants you to be. Not to where I want to be. I want to be a hockey player. I want to be a professional hockey player, but that's not happening. That's not going to happen. I want to I, I want to do a lot of things, but I'm not doing it. I wanted to go to school to do certain things. But whatever takes me out of the will of God is... I. It's like my like certain people tell me at my job, oh, Chris, you should go for this job. You, f- you should go for that job. Okay, what are the hours? Oh, 8 to 4.30. Well, what happens when I have to go to do a youth in the, in the summertime at 5 o'clock? Well, we'll make it. It's not about that. I don't, ha- don't want to have to make arrangements. If it's of God, God will have a job for me at the times that I want with the money that he wants me to make. I mean, my, I, and I keep telling them. Money is not the issue. Oh, but it's, 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 it's almost triple figured. It's almost, it's this great. It doesn't matter. My happiness won't be, what, do, what good is it if I have 70, 80, 90,000, $100,000, but no happiness? And I'm not here with you guys. I mean, it, I'm, I'm going to end up not wanting to do it, lose that job, and then I'll be stuck. So it's like a setback. You go forward, you think you go forward, and then you set yourself back because then God will, you'll have that conviction. That conviction will be so strong over you. And then it's just like, oh man, I can, God, what did I do? I messed up. I shouldn't have done that. And then that's when you're like, 
I hear Dave's voice, don't make me say I told you so. <laughs> so, I, I, I mean, it's, 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 and those are the, and, and those are what some people consider blessings is when someone approaches them with those news and they, and they, and, and instead of saying, you know what, let me pray to God and let me think about it. Oh, that's a blessing from God. I've been praying for that. They take it not knowing that it's a disguise as a blessing, and then that's the destruction. That's when the destruction happens. It can come in many forms. It doesn't have to be a job. It doesn't have to be a man or a woman. It could come in a car. It could come in any fashion. That's why you always got to pray. You, I mean, it sounds redundant, and it sounds cliche that prayer is, it always helps, it always works, but that's the, that's the honest truth. Pray, if you don't pray, what I mean, how many of us here have made the decision without praying? And I don't want anybody to raise their hand, but and it costed something. It costed a lot. I've made decisions without praying sometimes. I'm like, dang. I mean, not major decisions, but I'm like, dang, I should have. I probably should have prayed before I did that. And then there's decisions where I, was, I I prayed and I was like, wow, God, now I I see your word come to path through. Just the simple prayer that you pray. God, help me to find the right car. God, help me to find the right house. And then God will set up people in your life along that path. I mean, who would have thought that when I bought my house, I would have the people in my path to help me to get the things that I needed to get done in my house? I mean, I have, I have the, the emails on my phone where they did a breaking record through the company during Christmas and I think it was it was Christmas and New Year's to get a closing done in less than seven business days during the holidays. I mean, that's that's when I was like, "Wow, God, you're you're in the midst of this." All of us have those testimonies, and those testimonies testimonies we have to hold on to because those are the testimonies that will what bless others to help that go through whatever it is that they're going through. You could go through a sickness, you could go through a tragedy, but God might have no situation so that way. Because he knows that you can handle it to help others through that. I mean, if someone's going through cancer, if someone's going through a sickness and someone developed that sickness and you've overcome that sickness, that's your testimony to help whoever's going through that sickness to get through it. It's like when people people pass away, you know, especially during the holiday season and stuff like that. That's where, you know... All of us have testimonies where we can help to share somebody, to lift them up, to bring them up, because God has given us the ability to be able to go through something, give us the strength to go through it, get through it, and then help others to get through their situation. So what is the ultimate blessing? The ultimate blessing is in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 14. This one... I love so much. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 14. This is the ultimate blessing. I mean, mark this down, because this is something that will change your life forever. He, Jesus, is the down payment of our inheritance for the redemption of the possession to the praise of his glory. Jesus died for you and I. We wouldn't have life if it wasn't for him. 
We wouldn't be breathing to this day if it wasn't for him. The ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate blessing was when Jesus got nailed to that cross. When Jesus got nailed to that cross, we were saved. We were saved. And when I think about, when I go through pain, let's, let's say physically, when I physically sometimes go through pain, I literally think of those moments like, man, if Jesus could get a nail stuck through him, I could walk another mile. I could lift up this. I could do that because Jesus literally took a nail through his hand. The ultimate blessing was that when I think about that, I can't even imagine. I mean, the pain, the agony, but he died for you and I. I mean, and when people will say to you today, because we're going through all this, is, yeah, Jesus died for you and I. Why are we going through all this? Why are, we, why are we going through a pandemic right now? Why is there a sickness out there that doesn't have a cure? Why is there people fighting in the malls? Why is there people going crazy all over the place? But that's where you and I come into play. And we say, you know what? That could all still go on. But there is hope. There is hope. You and I are that living hope to people out there in the world. We're the hope that's going to get others through. We might have bad days. Yes, I have bad days. And I know when I have my bad days because I feel it. And I'm just like, you know what, God? Give me the strength. Give me the energy. Give me the, don't allow me to be tired. If I'm feeling sleepy, if I'm feeling exhausted, God, just help me to get through because I need to help somebody. That's the main goal is to help somebody, to give that inspiration, that motivation, that love. The biggest thing is love. My, if I could wear love somehow with big letters all over me, that's what I would do. Because my main message for myself when I first became a Christian was I'm going to practice love more than ever. I'm going to practice how to love more than ever. I don't know if you guys had those like goals or stuff, but for me, I was like, you know what? If there's one thing that Jesus gave me that I want to give to others is, is that love. I want to bless people with that love. Because imagine you bless somebody and they take what you have given them. And just because you were that pinpoint contact, they go and spread. And you don't even know that you created this whole change in somebody's house, in somebody's neighborhood. Just by what you and And sometimes we'll never know. Sometimes we will never know. But God uses us in strategic ways to bless others. Whether it's your walk. I mean... Trust me, people notice. People tell me, Wayne, Pastor, all the time, wow, you look, you, you, you were on point the other day. I, I, you, why are you so happy? Oh, that's just how I am. That's just, and you could be going through something, but you're so used to always being happy. You're so used to always being positive that it just resonates. And then when you have that moment to the side, you know, okay, let me get it back together. Let me regroup. I got, it's like, a, like every day I try to look at it like I'm, I'm preparing for a game. I played high school in hockey. So every, before every single game, we had a routine. Get to the, get to the arena. You'd put your running shoes on. You'd run around for a little bit, stretch out. So in the spiritual sense, what, do we, what should we do? 
get our running shoes on in the morning time, pray, pray, most important thing, pray in the morning, and then we'd go into the locker room, we'd put our music on, as, as, soon, as, you, as soon as we were done running, to the locker room, put our music on, worship, after you pray, worship, create the atmosphere, create even though things don't look good, create that atmosphere. Create a worshiping experience for yourself wherever you are. And then you'd get ready for the game. So we'd get our pads on as the music blasting, that hype music. And then you'd have the coach. All right, all right, all right, guys, come on. We got a game to play. We got a game to play. Uh, and then they go through the lineup. And I'll never forget. I'll never forget. Before you'd step out onto the ice and you'd go into the lock, you'd, you'd leave the locker room. Everybody's hitting each other. Everybody's like headbutting each other with the helmets on, smacking each other with the gloves. I'd get punched here all the time. And it never dawned on me that, that those moments prepped me to be a believer. As crazy as it sounds, it prepped me to be a believer. Because I look at those moments and I say to myself, okay, if I could do that for the world, why can't I create a routine or a habit or just a way of life that needs to be a necessity for God? It's, it's, and then, and it, and it hit me and I was like, man, I was just a teenager then. And I mean, I'll never forget when my mom told me that she was sitting with one of my teachers, and the teacher asked, who's your, who's your son? Uh, where's Chris? Which one is he out there? And she pointed, oh, him right there. She goes, the one that's hitting everyone? He's such a nice boy in classroom. But that, I thought about it, and I was like, nice guy, nice, nice, nice in the classroom, respectful. Played by the rules in, in hockey, even though some, you know I was a short I was a short hockey player, so I had to be a little bit under the uh, yeah I had to I had to I had to do what I had to do to survive. And I, I thought about it. I was like, man, how you aggressive? Be aggressive in your faith. Be aggressive in your walking God, because people will take you for granted. Oh, he's a Christian. We can do whatever we want. Oh, she's a believer. We can do whatever we want. Oh, they'll give me 10 bucks. Let's just pretend. Let's just pretend that we need a gallon of milk in our house and go up to the believer. We'll go up to the Christian man. We'll go up to the Christian woman and we'll ask them for a few dollars. Be aggressive. Don't let people take you for granted. Don't let people take you for granted. Jesus flipped tables. Jesus flipped tables. And I always think about that day. I'm like, man, how, how could we be like that sometimes? Like, in a, in a good way, you know, stand firm in your faith, especially now. Like, now is when you need to have that hope. Now is when we need to have that inspiration and motivation and encouragement more than ever. We need to get into the Word of God. Pray fast. People don't like fasting. <laughs> But we, these are these. That's that's where the aggressiveness has to take place, is when we really dig deep and say, you know what, I have to make a difference. 
I have to be the change. We all live lives. We all have individual lives. We all do different things through the day, through the night. But what are we doing? What are we doing now? What are we doing during this time? Three years ago was three years ago. Things happened then. Two years ago. The past is the past. We're here now. The past makes us to where we are now. But what are we doing now? What is the goal now? Have we achieved the goals that we wanted to achieve before in our faith, in our walking God? Not our personal goals, but in our walk with God. So encourage, motivate the, the, the people need help right now. People need love. People need affirmation of knowing that everything is going to be okay. And us here, those who are watching, we're the ones who are going to do it. Jesus sent us to be that contact. Jesus sent you and I to be the ones to make a difference. And we have each other. We have each other. We're all a team. No matter what church, no matter, it's one big, it's one big team. We're all playing the same game to get to heaven. So be the blessing. Be the blessing. So like I said, three ways of blessing, blessing others, receiving the blessing, preparing the blessing. Then you have your three bonus blessings, the tremendous blessing, the greatest blessing, the ultimate blessing, which all tie to our salvation because Jesus died for you and I. So I'm going to close there and just tell you guys, stay firm. Now is the time. We, we're going to do it. We can do it. Coronavirus, whatever it is, it, it has nothing against the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Cover yourselves every day. Don't worry. God got your back. So I love you guys. For those who are watching, thank you. We love you all. We miss you. We can't wait. Now we're going to be able to... See you guys once again very shortly. We'll be having a great announcement for those. So stay tuned. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media at TRC413. Our website, www.resurrectionspringfield.org. If you would like to give online, don't forget you can give on our website page. Hit the little donate button you'll see on our homepage, and it will prompt you to everything that you need to know to give your tithes and offerings online. I love you. I'm Chris O'Brien, and... God bless you guys.